Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Set, go. You're now joined to the one and only podcast with Deshaun Jackson, Fade the Bull. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' hey, hey. <laughs> won five Grammys, 11 BT awards. Man, too hard, you gotta get up off me. Man, if I get a chance to play with them, it's over. So I felt like, no, I will not lose. I cannot lose. A lot much respect, no disrespect. All across the world, yeah, my name ring bells. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing today? This is Deshaun Jackson, and we are here for another episode of Fade the Booth. I got my main man, Jock Peterson, on today from the Los Angeles Dodgers, as you can see. I got my gear. I'm ready to go. This ain't nothing fake. You know, this is this real shit only, man, because I'm definitely a diehard Dodger fan, man. Uh, you know, welcome to the show, Jock. You on, uh, you know, Fade the Booth, man. How you doing, brother? Appreciate it. Right on, D-Jack. Thanks for having me. Glad oh, yeah, to be man. here. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. Yeah, we, we we haven't caught up in a while, bro. Uh, shoot, I, I remember when is it back in 20, 2016, I think we ran into it, it to each other in uh in, in Virginia, man. So t- catch me up, man. How's it been for you lately, bro? It's been good, you know. Obviously, uh, that World Series changes everything, you know. LA needed it. Lakers took care of business, and we took care of business, you know. Represent for Kobe, so uh, it was pretty. It was pretty special. Hey man, that, that's that's an awesome experience, bro. Uh, thirty-two year drought, man. Like, uh, you know, for me, man, growing up in in Los Angeles, all obviously being a Dodger fan at heart, and uh, you're a California native yourself. Um, thirty-two years, man. That 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 speaks numbers to me because I think you guys was like, you know, the past what two or three World Series y'all went to and y'all actually lost. But uh, you know, what what does that feel like? Obviously, you guys. One during the pandemic, and you know things was different. You wasn't able to be in um, Dodger Stadium where that has so much history. Uh, but you know, tell me how how was it traveling and just during the pandemic and you know during these uncertainty of times with winning the uh, the, the World Series, man. Talk to me a little bit about that. How was that? Yeah, uh, there's obviously there's challenges, you know, and uh, all that stuff. We couldn't be in front of the fifty thousand fans that are screaming at Dodger Stadium. Um, but we took care of business, you know, we went out to Dallas, we came together as a group and uh, just made it happen. And I'm glad we got to put on a show for the fans that were able to attend. And they would always show the people in the parking lot at the stadium watching our games in L.A. Just, you know, they show love everywhere we go. So uh, it was fun to be a part of. And I mean, we need to get this pray going when uh, the <laughs> pandemic is over. Hey man, you, my my, my yeah. idea parade, man, and um, you know, I know we, we got to get got ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I, I had to talk about it because you know I, I'm I'm fucking juiced and pumped up about the uh you know the World Series, but uh, like my idea parade, bro, is like having you, LeBron, AD, Seager, Turner, like a parade in one, bro, like having everybody come together like a Dodger parade and a Laker parade and just. You know, just for the city of Los Angeles, you know, we lost a great Kobe Bryant. You know, he was a, a diehard fan. 
Um, you know, he was at all the games, supported the games. Um, you know, for me, like that's my ideal thing. And hopefully, I know you probably want it sooner than later, but hopefully the football season's over and I'll be over to attend, man. But what do you what do you feel like that uh that prayer should be? Do you think y'all should come together and do one or or, or I really do. I mean, I think you really see collabs nowadays blown up when people start working together and yeah. I mean, obviously each team respectfully deserves their own, but I think for this year you know, make it happen. Make put both of them together. Pray would be crazy. All right. LA, whole city would turn <laughs> up for that. So, uh, it would it would be special. You know, um, I think it's a great idea. Make yeah, it happen. For sure. No, for sure, man. So, uh, you know, I kind of want to go back a little bit in your early uh, early career and early days. Um, obviously, you're born and raised uh, in Palo Alto, California. Is that that's correct, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, I I saw you had some plans of going to SC, man, and coming out of high. I mean, yeah, coming out of high school, you had plans of going to SC, but you know, yeah, you I wasn't forward. messing with Berkeley. <laughs> I know, man. What's up with that, bro? <laughs> like, you ain't, Cal wasn't good enough for you. Nah, nah, I was coming down south. Hey, see, that's see the opposite thing for me. See, I was a I was a Los Angeles cat, and I was go. I actually committed to SC, but I'm like, man, I need to get away from home. So that's why. I, you know, made the transition to go to Berkeley, but, um, you know, for yourself, what, what would that, what was that decision like, um, on like pursuing to go enter the, um, MLB instead of going to college? What, what, what was that like for you? What was that process? <laughs> it was like? tough, you know, uh, you're young, uh, 18 years old and you got, I mean, college baseball in front of you or the minor leagues and right. the minor leagues is a grind, but you know, I, my dream since little kids been to play in the big leagues, and they were going to give me enough opportunities to be able to to make that happen. And obviously, I had to pass up on a great experience at SC and the education that they offer. But uh, I, I think I made the right decision. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think it paid off uh, perfect <laughs> for you. Um, let, let's take it back a little bit. So growing up, obviously, um, in Little League Baseball Area Code or R, RBI Baseball, because, you know, I don't know if you know, but actually – if I had to challenge you, I think I'm a better center fielder than you. I mean, I play, <laughs> I play, nah, but I, a lot, much respect, no disrespect, but I nah, played actually. You probably, it's like a punt return, just go catch that thing. <laughs> hey, so, you know, me growing up, bro, I played, I played baseball. Um, my dad actually had a, a love for baseball and, um, you know, I, I love baseball, but I didn't love it as much as football. So playing like baseball in, in high school and little league and stuff, like I was so good at just, I didn't have the the fun that I had playing football, but um, my question to you is, how how was it growing up as, 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 in the Bay Area as far as like um, Little League and RBI and like did you make it to the area codes and all the showcases for like you know high school um, you know baseball to get like that that showcase by the MLB scouts and everything like how how was that experience for you growing up? Yeah, I think uh, so. I did Little League and then Babe Ruth and all that, but. Uh, I started doing travel ball like when I was 13. I did the area, the only like real showcase I did was kind of area codes. I did like one perfect game close, but uh, it, it's expensive just to travel all over the world and uh, do all that stuff. So area codes is, I mean, obviously it was in LA or at Long Beach, but uh, there's enough, all the scouts there. That's like the biggest of the biggest. And yeah. uh, once you go there, the scouts, whatever one's kind of like you, it's your junior year, so then when you go back for your senior year, they uh, they come check you out at the high school. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of scouts come to the high school games and all that. So I think area coach definitely put me on the map. Yeah, for sure. Like I can remember, man, back in 
2004, 2003, like, man, you know me, I had a, I don't know if you know this, this cool stat, but I got to pump myself up because we are on, we are on Fade the Booth with Deshaun Jackson. But, uh, you know, I had a chance to get drafted, man, um, in the first round by the Tampa Bay, by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And, you know, I can remember they calling me, I was in, I was in like fifth period in my senior year and I'm in the classroom and um, they called me. It was like, we want to draft you in the first round. Are you willing to, are you willing to give up football? And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, I don't think I can give up football, bro. And uh, it was tough. It was a tough decision, but but my, my concern and my, like, and my issue was just going to college and, you know, with the camaraderie with my boys that I play with and like just sitting back and, you know, uh, missing that time. Instead, like if you was in the minor leagues, you would be traveling to Albuquerque, New Mexico on long bus rides in the middle of nowhere. So like my my thing was I didn't want to be somewhere where it's 120 degrees hot playing baseball. And I'm looking up on ESPN, watch my boys play on ESPN, playing college football. So like that was my thing. Like what was that process like for you? Because um, I know you were drafted by a Dodger in 2010 uh, and you, you played in the minor leagues um, four years until you got caught up in 2014. What was that process like for you? Because for me, that, that that's kind of what, you know, was mind-bothering and scary for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, my dad played baseball for 13 years, and he only had, like, a, a month or two in the big leagues. So he was – he grinded in the minor leagues for a long time. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. But uh, that's just part of the process. And, I mean, I feel like the sooner – I felt like the sooner I could get in there, the sooner I could get to the big leagues. And right. if I went to college – I felt like I was just delaying two or three years that I from getting me to be. to the yeah. big leagues, and that uh that that was my main focus. No, that that's true. That's that's a good philosophy because I feel like I mean, like you said, man, you could have you know went to college and you know I wouldn't say wasted them two to three years because you'll probably had a great time. You know, SC got some beautiful women. Not not to say nothing about your relationship you and now, but you know, ain't no telling what would have happened in college when you'd have went. And being in parties and all them frat parties and doing all that crazy stuff, so it's actually good you you went um and for foresee your your career in baseball. Um, you know, the thing that's been hard for me, man, sitting back, uh, you know, during this pandemic time, man, it's it's like a lot of uncertainty going on, man. Like I kind of just want to touch on that and and like how cautious were you of playing against other teams or like just doing your normal stuff, like when you're on the base running or being. I know the other guys are getting tested as well too, but like. How cautious were you when you was interaction with, uh, you know, other teams and playing and, you know, even with teammates and stuff? Because, you know, as much as, you know, we're professional athletes, you know, when someone does with their 24 hours could be different with your 24 hours. So how cautious was you during that period of time? And, you know, what were some things you was kind of leaning on or, you know, if, I don't know if it was taking extra vitamins or, you know, myself, I, I do a lot of elderberry and sea moss. Um, talk to me about your regimen and things you had going on during this pandemic. Definitely. You know, uh, I think. We definitely had a, a team meeting before just uh, to hold ourselves accountable, each individual. Because like you said, we're only at the field for eight hours a day or so. So that leaves the other 16 that you're at home and you could be doing whatever you want. Right. We weren't really in a bubble. So we hold ourselves accountable as a team to make sure that we're co going to the field, coming home, staying safe, like ordering groceries in, like mm -hmm. not going out, partying, doing all that stuff just to be as safe as possible. Um, and luckily we made it basically through the whole year without uh without anything happening so that was a tap your tip tip your cap to all the dudes on the team for taking care of their stuff um right. and then obviously we went into the bubble and then we didn't really have any con you just you hotel to the field they took you know 
Yeah. That was a that was an interesting time. So, so you spoke on your, your your father. You he actually paid for the Dodgers um, briefly. Um, I saw your mom was an athletic trainer. So uh, you you came from an athletic background. Um, talk talk to me about you know just just growing up. Was your parents uh, influential on you as far as pushing you to to your passion, which obviously was to play baseball? Uh, now luckily they never really were uh, were pushy on anything. You know they could they, whatever sport you wanted to play or whatever. Shoot, whatever you want to do, just you know, make sure that you you're, you're grown up or you're going to be a grown up. You got to make your own decision, you know. So, yeah. but it was always me asking my dad, "Hey, can you throw to me in the backyard, or you want to go play catch or something?" So I was fortunate to have him around, guiding me and uh, coaching me along the way. Right, definitely. I actually saw the uh, uh, intriguing um, stat about you. Uh, you play you. I think you and your dad played for the Israel um, national baseball team. Um, Talk to me about your experience playing for the Jewish, um, you know, Jewish heritage. How how was that, and uh, what what was the experience like? Uh, it was cool, you know. In the in the minor leagues, a lot of it is a lot of you play 150 games or whatever, and it's all about like trying to get better. Like winning isn't necessarily the priority. It's about getting on bats and just working on your stuff. Right. And then I got to play for Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. And that was like the first time I ever played where it was like, you're playing to win. Like no matter what, you got to win the game. And it just, I feel like it brings your team closer because you guys all have one common goal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, it was a special time and to make baseball a little bit bigger in Israel, great fan base. And uh, it, it was cool. No, definitely. I, I have a, uh, you know, some, some time this off season, man. I definitely would like to go out there and, and just visit and see the culture and the heritage and the, uh, you know, for myself, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know it, it's all about uplifting and you know shedding light on on your cultures and individual perspectives on life because you know we all come from one struggle and uh, you know uplifting and help each other you know stick together is, is the biggest message. So I definitely look forward to getting out to Israel. Can you just tell me a little bit? Like, I mean, I know you spoke on it, but like, what should I expect or you know where should I go eat? Like, you know, what what's some things I need to do or or go visit when I go out there? Huh. Uh, I never <laughs> been out there. I don't know. Oh, you never been? <laughs> never been, no. Nah, but I heard, I heard like Tel Aviv and like it, it's it's pretty cool. But uh, oh. yeah, I, it, the the interesting part was like my mom's, her mom was Jewish, so that makes her Jewish, and that makes her kids Jewish. But like oh. I don't, I never been to the temple or anything like that. So oh, okay. okay, I'm like so a half just, Jew, I guess. I just, <laughs> so you just play for the? Uh, the I just play for the team, yeah. Oh, so where was the was, team? Where was the team based out of? Uh, they had like a. Israeli national team and then a world baseball classic uh it was in Jupiter Florida so we played like other countries I think we played Spain Australia might have been one and then uh, like one other one okay so uh but no it's every four years so it's it's kind of like the world cup for uh for baseball baseball okay that's dope um so I kind of want to go back a little bit, man, because speaking on adversity, you know, uh, you know, every time we're on Fade the Booth, you know, we we go through adversity in life. And, you know, one thing I can say is adversity only shows character and how you bounce back and, you know, how, how you revenge or how you come back in, in a crucial time and period. So I want to say in, uh, in, in 2014, you was actually called up. Right. So from from you being in the minor leagues and, and being able to be called up. I see. I seen actually when I read something that you you was in a position where your I think it was your second year you actually made the All Star team. Was that your first year or your second year? Was the second year? Is it, it technically my second year, but it was my rookie year. I only got called up for a month, 
So it didn't really count. And then in 2015, then the following year. Yeah. So yeah, so that 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 first year actually, because we're not gonna count the actual first year. We're gonna count the actual year where you actually played a full season. So in that first year, man, like you know, what 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 was that like, man? Obviously, being a kid that you know came from California and was raised, and then actually being able to play for the Dodgers was a was the Dodgers your team, or were you like a a Giants fan or? Yeah, no, I'm I, I put you the, on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I like the Giants fans growing up. You know? I knew, was it Barry Bonds? Who was it that you really liked growing yeah, up? Yeah, Barry Bonds, Jeff Kent. They were nasty. So uh, right. it was it, that they're right in the backyard. So that's who I watched growing up. Um, but yeah, no, making the big leagues that first year it's it's a lot. I think I was 22, 23 years old, traveling to all these big cities. Uh, you know, making at least making some money for the first time in your life. You know how it is. So it was yeah. just it's a big change and uh i just enjoyed the ride for you know what i mean right no so, for sure that's big going. man so uh you know another interesting stat about you and i actually didn't know it about you but you're the first player in dodger history to hit more than 25 home runs in your first back-to-back seasons come on bro like i never was a home run hitter guy but like you know i would hit here and there and get on base and steal bases see my, my stat would have probably been the first player in Dodger history to steal, I don't know if it's even true or not, but to steal every base, including home. <laughs> is, does that sound like a good stat? Has, has anybody hey, ever sounds stole? Like a good one. That's what, <laughs> hey, you need, to, you need to tell the Eagles, man. Hey, you need to sign up. Dodgers sign you for the playoffs. Hey, for real, bro. I, I need to go run some bases, man, or something. But uh, what, what was that like for you, man, to hit 25 home runs in, in your first back-to-back season? Man, that's, that's a crazy stat, bro. And I, I want to salute you for even – accomplishing something like that how, how was that for you uh yeah it, it was cool i guess i mean there's <laughs> always just room room to grow i mean i yeah. had 20 homers in the first half of the season and then the second half you know i struggled i only had six i think so that's just room to grow learn from your mistakes and keep building you know and right. uh but yeah no it was a cool accomplishment to start but looking to keep trending up you, yeah, you got to man keep keep stacking them numbers keep stacking them dubs uh Hopefully you could get some more um some World Series and some more, I was gonna say Pro Bowls, but some more all-star appearances. <laughs> um, you know, uh I, I kind of want to touch back on that adversity, man, because in 2017 you was actually uh demoted. And you know, for me, I I, I like to you know see what triggers someone's mentality because you know it, it's been times where you know I I made a mistake on the football field and the coach took me out for a player or two, but you know, for yourself, um you was demoted in 2017 and actually um you know came back and actually hit three home runs in the World Series. Um, you know, what, what was that experience like for you? And what was going through your mind and your mentality to, to, to figure out the next opportunity? It's, th- it's almost like the next opportunity you get, you kind of got to take it and run with it. So so what was that for you? And and, and how did that trigger, um, you know, you kind of coming back in that game and, and not even the game, but just in that series and, and just succeeding? Yeah, you know, there was a, it was a struggle. That whole, the whole year was kind of a grind. Uh, Got hurt a few times. I think McGroin had a concussion, some stuff like that, and uh, just never really got into a good rhythm. You're right. And then you hit 25 homers back to back. You've been playing center field every day. Yeah. And then you get sent down, and it's like, damn. You know what I mean? It's like a wake up call. Like, what? You know what I mean? Right. So, um, had to digest a bunch of that stuff, and then, I mean, it just a you just you take it personal and you start using that as motivation that fire that you use a fire and it's like after you know what i mean right. so it's just like all right you're gonna do me like that 
forget right. you guys. But uh, <laughs> um, you're right. And then you get your next opportunity. You just got to capitalize on it. And uh, I didn't make the roster for the first. I got called back up in September. Like the rosters expand September 1st. And uh, so you can add more people. And I get a. <laughs> I was in Oklahoma City where I met you right. at the same. And then uh, I get a phone call and he's like, hey, uh, I know you think you're getting called up today, but you're not. Damn. And he, he yeah, he did me dirty. I was, so, I was so hot. Who, so what's the, I want to speak on it a little bit without really, you know, getting in too much of your business, but what, what's that process like? Is, is there someone for the club that you have a, a relationship with? Cause I'm sure it's probably not the general manager or, you know, upper, it's probably like a scout or something like it. What's the relationships like and the motive between like a player and, you know, someone that calls somebody up and down or like makes that decision. Is is that the head coach decision or they have somebody yeah, that plays that no, role? It's, like, it's the manager. And then a lot of times the GM will be like in the room sometimes, but so the manager is the one who called me. So he called me and my phone's ringing this. I was just counting the days down in AAA until September 1st. <laughs> right. And then he calls me. Hey, I know you think you're coming up, but you're not. I, was, I Really? You really wanted like, to put your hands really? on Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, huh? So then. Um, what was the point of the call? Exactly. <laughs> I was hot. So then um, I had to go on the last road trip for the minor leagues. Bro, it was a circus. And. Uh, there was, it was a four-game road trip. After the third game, they called me and this other dude in the office, and they're like, hey, you're going up to the big leagues. We're like, mm-hmm. cool. They pack up the bags, everything. We get in the car, headed to the airport, get a phone call. Hey, actually, never mind. Come back. They want you to play the last game. Right. I was like, oh, really? You know? And so there, there was just a bunch of things that added to the fire, yeah. and I'm thankful for that, you know? You get complacent sometimes, and mm-hmm. you needed someone to, to do that. So then uh, – kind of used all that uh that motivation and for the playoffs coming up with it that was just the next opportunity that i got so uh sure. just you made the best of it and just yeah. keep running after that yeah, and just don't as... forget how don't forget the way they treated you and just keep keep going man tell me, what, you, what you feel about la though man i know that's a special place nah, in i world, love man. la i love la la has been good to me um won a world series been to three world series playoffs nl west champs every year it's a great spot. So uh, if 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 an opportunity is there for me to come back and and do it again, that's something that I, I would definitely have to look at. Man, so they knocking down the door, man. Dodgers, y'all y'all heard they knocking down the door. This is a very high profile center fielder, man, and he can hit some damn home runs. So Dodgers, do what y'all need to do and bring this man back home. Open up that play that 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 uh that checkbook. <laughs> I, I said it. <laughs> hey, uh, so man, I got an interesting part in my show, man. What we call it billionaire talk. So the, so, the, so the billionaire talk, man, it's, it's a little motivation to the youth and the kids and the up-and-coming people sitting back at home watching this this interview. Um, I, I, Honestly, I just want you to get some jewels back to the next person that might be pursuing a career, trying to make it into the MLB, or, you know, they could just be someone that's sitting at home that wants to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything. Like, give them some jewels on how you made it and, you know, through your obstacles and some motivation to the youth, man. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you're gonna fail like that's part of you don't be scared of the failure don't run away from it it's gonna happen and just embrace it learn from it so that it doesn't have the same mistake doesn't happen again um and just keep keep going you know there's right. every 
every every time you move up a, a level or a step or whatever there's someone from someone that might be a little faster or quicker or some so you just gotta keep going find keep going. a way to win for sure uh yeah i like that philosophy man so if you sit back home and you watch and you listen take out of what, what jock peterson said the one and only jock peterson ladies and gentlemen if you fail get up and keep going man don't stop don't let it be something that's gonna burden you and you know uh blurry vision anything that you have as far as a focus and a dream just go for it and pursue your dream um you know we got a few more and then we're gonna get out of here man i appreciate your time so as, as far as you know the community aspect man and, and giving back and charity wrote in any charity work um do you have a foundation and you know what is something to interest you on as far as you uh doing stuff in the community uh i don't personally have a foundation but uh Luckily enough, like Clayton Kershaw and uh, Justin Turner, they have their foundations that they put on tournaments, Adrian Gonzalez, or put on uh, events that help raise money for some cool things. Uh, I have a brother with Down syndrome, so I'm a pretty big advocate in uh, getting jobs for people with special needs because uh, they need jobs too. So there's a, there's a lot. Of, Walker Buehler has one. So uh, the Dodgers are definitely – they put their foot forward in our uh, – in the community helping out definitely um so as, as far as far as like in la because I, I know you're you, you guys do a lot of work in the community and uh you know you have skid row have, have you ever been down downtown to see what skid row is like and and tell me like like does that kind of burn any fire in you to like say like man i want to go out and you know help you know provide any meals or any charity work for these people to be able to you know just kind of be put a smile on their first on their face because you know at los angeles is you know, one of the 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 most you know states with with homeless people. Have you been down there to Skid Row? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Skid Row, and uh, like I said, so the Dodgers every year put on a a turkey trot Thanksgiving, so we pass out turkey so everyone could have a have a warm cooked meal. JT, uh, his uh, foundation really helps veterans, and a lot of veterans are some of the ones that are homeless and on Skid Row. So they're with the Dream Center in LA that try to get them on their feet back, back, uh, back on their feet and just uh, a roof over their head and just back on the right track because it's sad to see and uh, it's something that needs to be be addressed for sure. Right, no, definitely, man. That's that's definitely great work that you guys do, um, being a Dodger and going down and you know just doing a lot of community and charity work. Uh, so I see your family, man. I see you married and uh, I see you just uh, had a newborn baby to enter the world, man. Congratulations. Speak on how, how you manage your time as obviously being a professional athlete and, you know, having to spend so much time uh, dedicating it to be a, a professional athlete. But, you know, how, how are you able to, you know, spend time and, you know, manage that lifestyle? What is it like to, you know, have a newborn baby? Uh, you don't sleep as much, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. Uh, I love them. They, uh, it's tough. Like you said, I'm at, I'm at the field or I'm working out in the offseason a lot and they understand the, the schedule that it takes. So it's just when you get to spend time with them, really being in the moment and enjoying the time that you, uh, you get to spend with them and they, they travel a lot with us on the road and stuff like that so that, uh, we don't get split up as much as, uh, other families. So we're, we, we, we try to stay close in that aspect. Right. Definitely, man. Nah, man, Jock, man. I just want to say, man, I appreciate you joining the booth, man. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Hopefully, um, you know, once we both have some off time, we can come together, man, and have some fun. But uh, I appreciate your time, man. 
Right on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, bro. Take care, man. All right. Good luck with everything. Yep. All right. You too. Stay healthy. All right. All right yeah. I got the money, but my pride keep me in the streets. I got the hustle, but we guarantee we gon' go. I got a few plays. I'm quarterback. I'm Tom Brady, 12 in the pack. And I'ma throw it, get my arm crazy. If I'm playing too hard, you gotta get a ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.